dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. Welcome. Today I am with Jim and Sarah. Jim's a journalist. Sarah is a writer and history buff who several times a week you post on History Blast. History Hero Blast. History Hero Blast, where you highlight everyday people doing extraordinary things. Correct. Okay. And Griffin, you met and found when you were living in Paris. You Mm -hmm. lived there for 10 years and you adopted, he was a rescue dog from Poe. Yep, he's found in Poe. Poe at the border of France and Spain. And he joined you in Paris and has moved to London with you. Correct. Where he lives now. And he seems very happy and he is ready to talk. So Griffin, well, before that, I just want to check in. Have you ever worked with an animal communicator? No. Jim? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any? Well, no, wait a minute. That's probably not true. I've met horse whisperers. Okay. And did you have an, did you, did it affect your thinking much? Did you see them in action? Sure. And, you know, when I was young and had horses, people said I was one. Okay. Well, I noticed when I walked in, you were talking to Griffin about food or something. So you clearly talked to him as if you understand him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. And you talked to him too? I talked to him too. He, but, and he, he responds to me. He's responsive to dog commands with me. Yes. He communicates with Sarah. Okay. And we, I did not know that we, this was arranged for us to meet through a mutual friend and here we are. So it's, that's good. So I'm glad. So you talked to McKimmy and have you ever felt that you understood more than him sitting at the back door? Oh, he wants to go out the back that you understood more than he makes his desires. Okay. He's a really, really communicative. Yeah. Okay. So this should be interesting to see. So I'm going to tune in. You know, he's been with us for a long time. He's been with us for eight years, give or take. So we know he's, you know, you don't know if it's, if it's routine, if it's a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. But it works out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you think you know each other pretty well. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. And so you've had each other eight years. I don't know how long ago you've moved here. So we'll just see what he says. I'm going to ask him about his favorite things because I like to tune in and start there and see if he has anything else to, that he, uh, to start with that. So right away, and people who listen to the podcast know I start out with the, the favorite things and tuning in how though he is wanting to sort of take control of the conversation. And he is saying, you know, I'm tuckered out. He just wants, and he sort of wants to talk about his day. He had a great day. He loves his life. He loves the smells of London. He sort of wants to hijack the conversation and start talking about that. So yes. And he says, yes, I'm, I'm strong willed. I have a lot of interests. He loves adventures. He goes, I'll give you that for favorite things. He loves his adventures very, very much. He's busy. Oh gosh, he's great. So he gets very tuckered out and he likes his rest time. I am cutting into his schedule. He says like, really, quite frankly, this would have been better to do earlier in the day because I'm tired. He just wants to make that clear. He's not being rude, but he is tuckered out and that's okay. We will respect that. But it worked out for the four of us people to do this now, Griffin. So thank you for cooperating. But he wanted to set the record straight that he is tuckered out. He had a great day and he would have preferred to do this earlier. So yes, he likes his schedule. He says, we here in this house like schedules. We stick to them. We know that they keep things running smoothly and that he understands that he sticks to a schedule. Yes. <laughs> she does not. No, but he knows that she, she tries, she, he, he's like in her, Oh, he's sticking up for her. He says in her defense, she gives it a good try and she makes an attempt. She does what she can. He says she's juggling a lot and he's, he's got your back. 
He does. He says, for the most part, we know that schedule, oh, because the trains, the trains run on time. And oh, interesting. So he's aware that in this country, schedules are important. We do what we can. And he likes that. And he is tired. And this is a little late for him. He's back to him. He says, after all, this is about me. So yes, we're not talking about Sarah. So that's Griffin saying that. So I, that's what I'm getting. So he is tuckered out, but he's willing to talk. So he's like, let's get on with this. Okay, Griffin, what else do you have to say? I will be, we're, we would like to, oh, he's wagging his tail. Oh. That's good. So he's, he likes this. Okay, Griff, you have other favorite things. You like your outdoor adventures. I, so I get this feeling. He loves, it's sort of like, like the wind. He likes the cold weather. He likes it a lot. It's like surfing to him. It's the movement of it. He prefers it over hot days. He loves, it's, it's like he likes to float through the wind. It carries him. He likes what the wind brings, the smells of London, very much so. Oh, his life is, he likes London better than Paris. He, he says not to offend anybody. He's, diplom, he's diplomatic. He liked his life in Paris, but he likes the weather here very much. It says it suits him better in London because this weather, this this windy, it's like he glides through the air. Outside is a favorite thing. He loves that. He loves those walks and the runs and what he sees is, is he's like a kite. Is, is, so I get feelings and that's a feeling that I'm getting from him. I see images and then this gliding through the wind and what the wind has to carry. He likes that. Yes, you're doing great. So what else can you tell me about these favorite things, Griff, that they would like? Oh, well, he's, he's showing me the, the food, the meals. He's not a little treat guy. He likes treats, but he likes meals. He'd rather have a meal. He likes like the meal is so he's, oh, it's so satisfying. He likes to be filled up. He likes the feeling, whereas some, a lot of dogs like little treats and they talk about that as their favorite thing. And they show me what they like as their treat. He's showing me a dish with a meal and he feels better and he doesn't need a lot of treats. He, he likes them, but meals are really important to him. Do we give him enough meals? Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 He says, you really don't want to overeat. He's like health conscious. He's like, he doesn't, he'll take it, but he's satisfied. If he has a good meal, it will carry him over it like to the next thing. Cause he doesn't want to miss out on outside and, oh, he likes to patrol the yard. He likes to see what's going on. He loves that. He says, oh, he says he takes it seriously. So, you know, many people know that dogs like to have a job and, Sometimes in conversation with animals, it comes up a lot. And sometimes it's a, more of an afterthought. And he's saying he takes his job seriously of sort of surveying the area. He likes, he's a wide perimeter kind of dog that he likes to know everything that's going on around him. He, he's sort of like a, a, a guard dog watch. He could be like a spy. He likes that, but like in distance, he likes to know what's going on and he uses, and he, so he takes that seriously and he likes to assess situations very much. And he likes to like, it's like a sound like he likes to alert. That's the word. So I, a situations assessing alert are all very important to him. Yes. Why does he bark at motos and bicycles? Is it the noise, or is it the, um, or is it the um, the sudden visual stimuli, the surprising, or a past experience? Okay, so he says it depends right away. He says it depends, and Sally's heard me that sometimes it's those things. He says for him, it's situational. It's not. It's not a trigger. Motos and bicycles. He's talking safety sometimes, like crossing. He goes back to the word alerting. No, he's not. He's not bringing up a trauma. He's tying it to his work as alerting. And I don't feel strings to the past with him on a trauma at all. Okay. At all. I don't think he's carrying anything. Some dogs are carrying something that a certain thing bothers them or it's a trigger or they want to use their story to help others. He's very much in the present. Okay. He's very much and he's alerting. Like, did you see that? Motos and no, 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 that's fine. I'm just trying to make sure I'm getting the information from him that so sudden things 
he wants, oh, he wants to alert and protect. Mm -hmm. So he has some protect aspects in him for people that he loves or even people that he doesn't know. He's not just, he's a people person. He's community oriented. So he's alert. A big thing that keeps coming up is alerting noises. What's that? He's checking. Oh, he doesn't want to feel that he's let something get by him. So that's why when he barks, he wants that acknowledgement. Yes, we see it. It's okay. Got the message. Thank you. We're safe. That's what he, that's why he might repeat it. He wants to connect with you. Okay. Yes, we saw it. Thank you for telling us we're safe. Now we're going to go. And then he feels, I did my job. Okay. Yeah. And, And so then like, I get a relief. Okay. That's what it was. Does it, so Griff, do you want to say anything else? No, he loves his reassurance that you got the message from him. He did a good job. So some dogs want that, you know, oh, yay, yay. That's good boy, good boy. He likes that. Thank you for telling us. And then he can let it go. Okay. Okay. All right. We can do better at that. Yeah, yeah. he'll let it go. He wants he wants to be heard and we. you're safe. I did my job. Thank you for telling me. I do see it. Okay. Now I'm going to finish talking and then he's fine. Great. You can ask another question if you'd like specific like that. Okay. So Griff, we're going to ask about the favorite things. Do do you like the chewing as he's um, pulling out a stuffed animal? So Griff, what is it that you like about doing that? Do you know that you're ruining that and you don't want to swallow the innards? It could get backed up the stuffing. And what do you think about that? He really likes, so I'm getting the feeling of what he likes of pulling that out. Oh gosh, the look he's giving me. I'm not judging it. I'm just telling them. No judgment. He, no, he, it's, he, he loves the complexity of pulling it apart. And he says, they don't really seem to care. <laughs> he's wagging his tail and they don't seem to care. It's all okay. They don't care. So I'll keep doing it. He actually prefers pulling the soft things than the harder toys. And he, he says, oh, he doesn't really like the ones where you have to pull the meat out. He, he, those would, you know, those mind game things. He loves these. Like the Kong? The Kong stuff. You don't like the Kong? And he, he, he's like, he like they're okay. He prefers this. This oh. is way, this is very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he likes the food in that, but he loves, he loves doing this. The feeling is it's soft and it's very comforting. Oh, that might be a flashback to the puppy days and the nuzzling. Uh-huh. Is that why he likes the saw? Oh, interesting. When puppies chew on each other. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just getting a feeling of why that's so comforting to him, this chewing and nestling in with the stuffed toy. Can you ask him why he likes paper so much? So I'm getting he likes the sounds of it. Huh. So I work on sometimes I want to understand and make sense of things too. And I'm just going to say what he says. He likes the sound of paper and it's different. It's it's like, I don't know, scratching. It's a feeling like scratching it back. It's done. It's not, it's not aggressive, but it's like, it's yeah. It's like sometimes when you like to pop plastic, it's it's that kind of release for Uh him. He likes to scratch paper Uh and it's just, it's fun. Like popping people who pop plastic, bubble wrap he, loves he, it. he shreds it yeah it's just an instant release mm-hmm. like that was fun mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he moves on mm-hmm. whereas this is a nuzzling kind of thing which that i sort of see like being in a basket of puppies uh-huh. it's sort of nuzzling with each other and and maybe even nursing but i think there's a i sense a feeling from him of that being in a basket of puppies uh-huh. and all so yeah he so he has a he's He's saying, I have a lot of likes. He's going back to London and outside. A lot of London likes. Oh, so he's like, he says car rides are sort of fun. Oh, yeah. Interesting. He's bringing up the car rides. And he says, I'm a pretty good passenger. Mm-hmm. He, he, likes, he likes to go. Do you go to the beach? Do you go to water ever? Or you go out. Water, not beach. Okay, but it's water. Mm-hmm. I see blue water. Mm-hmm. He, likes, he likes that. And you go someplace and you stay overnight. Does he ever stayed overnight? Maybe no, but he goes someplace. He like he feels like it's far. It's it's a longer day than than just a, a walk outing. So maybe the heath. I don't know what the heath. He is. goes on the train to uh, big parks where there's ponds. 
Okay. Yeah. He loves that, but he doesn't yeah. ever sleep there it's, no. or it's in that adventure. Well, he likes, he likes that. He likes the water a lot and it's, yes. it's a different, it's an outing. So it feels it to me, it feels like a trip mm-hmm. and that's what I'm sensing. And he goes to water and he loves that too. He, that's what he likes about London is his life. He says is more varied mm-hmm. and he loves, I mean, he's like a really happy dog who loves a lot of things. And so I'm like circling and writing because he like was going through that. So he's a lot of favorite things. And he said, it's hard to limit things. His, and that goes back to adventures. Okay. Griff, anything else you want to say? So we talked about adventures. He says he's very knows how to take command of a conversation. He likes his people too. He wants to go to his people who he likes. So Griff, usually towards the end, we talk about specifics. Is there one, anything you want to say about your people, Jim or Sarah or anyone in particular here? He goes, sure, we can talk about Jim. He says he's playing with Jim and he does like, oh, he likes when, so he immediately, he says when he likes when Jim comes home, he comes home. He calls you Jim. He's not like you're the dad. He here, Jim. He he likes you. He likes one of his favorite things is when you come home, like your connect time. You have a connect time with each other. It's like he doesn't even show me Sarah in this when he connect when you two connect when he comes home. He likes connecting with you. It's very important that you have your connect time when you come home. He's like it's on a daily basis. Whenever you come home, it's important that you two connect. And that is also one of his favorite things. So Griff, he's taking control of this. What is it that you would like Jim to know? And he says, well, there's a lot of things I'd like Jim to know. Okay. So he says, you say that Sarah Sarah talks to me and understands like a dog whisper herself. He says, you do too. He says, you do talk to him and you do understand even a lot more than you admitted when we first started this conversation. And he wants you to do more of it. Okay. So that. For people who are regular listeners, that does come up that dogs will say that, that they're people who have agreed to work with me will, the dog will say they want someone to talk to them more. So Griff, for the sake of listeners that I'm, who are like, oh, she says that to more than a few people. What is it? How is this different? He goes, okay, gotcha. How is, how is it different with Jim? Okay. So Jim is a journalist and Griff says, I'm very observant of what goes on in the world, too. So we can talk about this. <laughs> I love that. He, he, he says that we can go deeper in our conversations. And when you're pondering how you're going to say something or how you're making sense of what you're working on. And he says, you know, I'm an international dog, too. He's, he started he started he started in the south of France. So he's actually seeing life in the south of France in a, in a non city, non urban environment. This is dog. I have never been to the south of France, but he is showing me countryside kind of thing. He's showing me a, a environment, a community that's not as developed as a city like Paris. And then he moved to London and then he does his many adventures. He's, he's correcting me. He did some adventures in Paris. He did get out of Paris and you're not even. So he said he has seen the South of France. He has seen Paris. He has seen the Envers. How do you say the, the word pronounce it? He's saying it in French of Paris. of Yes. He is saying he has seen that. He has seen Paris. He has seen London. He has traveled and he sees the outskirts of London. And he says he, he goes further. He goes, he, he feels like he goes far. So he's seen a lot. So in your conversations, he goes, I've seen the world too. And I can share with you. And I understand, oh, wow, about making sense of differences of people, people trying to mix. He goes, I get all of that. And so you... <laughs> you two can talk about this and he can now he's very serious he can help you make sense of things and when you are pondering something in your he's wagging it he loves this when you're pondering a story or an article or i guess you manage you you have to like oh when you collaborate on a piece. He, he's telling me this because I don't know the kinds of things you're working on. He, when, when you're collaborating and thinking, how do we say this? What is our story angle kind of thing? He says, I can help you. Oh, he's, this is him. I can help you get to the aha moment <laughs> of how we're going to do this. 
because he says dogs have to really learn to get along with a lot of different people and situations. And I can help you figure out what to do with like taking an idea to a story to print to, oh, to print, I guess. So that's what he wants you to know. He's like, talk to me. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can think out loud, but he, how can he tell me? What oh, he's print? like, oh, come on, Jim. Me? You know, <laughs> it's just like, he says, you're actually a really good listener with other people. And so <laughs> he, said, he doesn't know me very well. <laughs> no, he does. He does. He says, you're very wise. And you and I have just met, so I don't know anything. So he's giving me this opinion that he's sharing that no, sir, he says, you are, you his word is discernment. And when you get That's a very long word, but yes, it is. And he says, you can discern how to react and what the risk, what the response is to a situation. Okay. This is him. He's like very serious because he says, I have to deal with this every day when I'm out on the streets of London, <laughs> he has to now, cause he has to navigate crowds and he's, he's like, look at me. I, and he's showing me this. I, he's low and he's got these, people he has to navigate in situations and there's all different kind of people you don't like it when it gets too crowded no because it's work and he 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 likes to be a dog that can see everything and he likes to sort of be assessing yeah. and it drains him and that you know he doesn't exhausting. want to be drained it's it, it tuckers him out yes it, it's exhausting to try and assess all of this it's he says i'm not an ordinary dog that's going for a walk and wants to take a sniff to find out where did the go to the bathroom he's like oh please that's not me he wants to assess and he wants to navigate and he said like so he's he's very serious about this he's like in your work as a journalist you have to assess things because you're like me navigating different people different situations different opinions you've got to get it right so to speak just like he has to get it right to get from point a to point b you're trying to get your article so that it's received in the way that you think and you're trying to figure it out and he says when you clear it all away and just clear your mind. Oh, it'll stand out. And that's what a dog does. He goes, that's what a dog does when we sniff, because you'll notice when a dog, you'll notice when a dog sniffs, they sniff to a certain point and they're done because they got what they needed from that sniff. And then they move on. And sometimes they don't give up. He's telling me this. They don't give up. He's metaphorical. He is very metaphorical because it's true. I mean, well, he's French, so he's French. <laughs> he, he is very metaphorical. So he said it's just like a sniff. People, dogs are done sniffing unless they get yanked away. But when people are allowed to sniff a thought till we're done, we will get to the point like a dog where we know what to do. Wow! And we can let it go. So he's communicating to you in English. He did, except for that one word. And he's showing me a lot of pictures, though. And so this is in, him in French. This is in English that he's telling me this, though. Oh, well, maybe I should switch to English. No, no, he says it. No, he's like, no, Jim, he's correcting you, too. Jim, it's about the sniff. <laughs> it's whatever, because he knows this, this is where people can learn this, too. Whatever somebody's language is, if you are trying to make sense of something, think of it as a dog trying to make sense of a sniff. And that dogs, when they are allowed to see it to the end, just like when a person, whether it's a meditation or a thought, is allowed to finish it through, they will get an answer and make sense of it. And that's what he wants to share. So you as a journalist, in your time from him, he wants you to learn that if you want to understand him, sit there until the sniff is done, until the moment you're like, okay, I'm done. I got what I needed. And if you don't get what you've needed, maybe it's because you're being yanked away like many dogs are on a walk. Come on, let's go. And you're being either you're uncomfortable waiting for the answer, just like any person, not just you, or you're being called to dinner or something and you can't finish it. But he's saying savor it like I save dogs, savor a sniff and you will hear and get clarity from me what I'm trying to tell you. Take that from Griff and use that how you want. As he care whether he's on or off the leash okay so he is saying this is part of his personality he knows his weaknesses he says sometimes the leash keeps me safe like rules of the road leash keeps me safe he knows that he likes the freedom but he knows that it keeps him safe to be on a leash at times because he gets he says 
I get caught up. And oh, so I'm getting an image. It's like getting like a leaf getting caught up. That's so and blown away. Okay. He says he's like a leaf that can get caught up and blown away. Mm -hmm. And so he knows he needs that for safety because he could lose himself. It's very self-aware of you, Griff. Yes. So he says it's it's a weakness of mine that I need a, that I need the leash more than I would like. I'm not there yet that I could be like one of those. He's like little dogs. He's so again, he's showing me pictures. I'm like one of those little dogs that can just stay on a leash and go along. He very that's like from the beginning, and often it comes back that feeling of he likes being carried, mm-hmm. and I oh that's like why he likes that train, that feeling of that journey. The leash is fine. He prefer to be off leash, but he knows his limits and he would get caught up. And he, he, and there's a variety of situations he knows that aren't good. He needs, he needs someone to look out for him. Uh-huh. He knows that. Okay. For you, so we're looking out for each yes. other. It, yes. He, he knows that very yes, much. Yes, so I'll ask about anything on his personality. He is selective on who he walks with. He has favorite. Oh, I know. And he's saying because of who I am. I do better with different with certain people when I'm out and about who know how to handle me. Who's that, Griff? Who are your favorite walkers? Okay, so he is he he does have a couple. Oh, he wants to go who who take walks seriously mm. and appreciate. Oh, he says you can appreciate who appreciate my essence, who I am, mm. and allow me to be fully me. I hear that. Because he, okay, he, he needs a balance of sniff, going to the bathroom. Oh, he, he's like, he, what is he, you have a word for going to the bathroom. What is it? It's in French of when he's going to do his business. He says, there's some expression that you use. Les besoins? Maybe so. it's some, it's not like I was going to write potty and it's like not the words. Like, no, I don't know. It's, it's right. it, no, no, no. Maybe it's like, there's something that you call it when he's, we just call it a pee Okay. But so that's what he calls it. So that I couldn't get the words, but he was telling me there's something that you call it that balances his need to sniff his PP walk, but then his also his ability like to assess community, to do a bit of work, to see what's happening out mm-hmm. and about. And then he want that helps tucker him out as much as just a walk. He likes the mental stimulation. So the, the dog walkers that he likes are the ones that know he wants, he has a variety of needs on walks have variety of meanings for him. Okay. So is that Alan? Does Alan give you that? So is Alan, Alan, so I'm getting an image of this person who Alan is, is not regularly available. No, sometimes, right? So he's that he says that he's Alan's good, but he's not regularly available. How about Maria? Maria? Oh, okay. She does shorter walks. You like Maria? She's good, but they do shorter walks. They do different kinds of walks than Alan does. Okay. But he likes her, but he's just the first word I got was shorter. How about Bob? Bob? Oh yeah, Bob's good. Bob has a sense of humor. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? And Anne? Oh, she's good too. She's different. She listens to him. Huh? Listens to me. He, he says, listens to me. So yeah, okay. interesting. they're all different. Yeah, they're fine. But it's just that he wants his needs met. Are you okay sure. with us leaving you with Bob and Anne when we go? When we go? He's like, yeah, sure. He, yeah, they're, they're fine. Yeah. yeah, he's fine. Because they love you. He says, they all love me. <laughs> what's not, he's like, what's not to love? <laughs> Do you miss Louise? Oh, well, she had to go. She did, didn't she? You miss her? Yeah, he's, he's a very sad. I see the word very sad. Yeah. But she had to go. He did, knows. She, did she ever say goodbye to you? It, he said it was hard for her. <laughs> they, they, he, he, knew what, he knew what was happening. He, he's like, he, she had to go okay. for whatever reason. I don't yeah, know. She did. She didn't explain it to me. He understood. He saw it coming and he ended it, but there was a heart. She probably told him. Yeah. There was a heart thing. I so think we they all had, understood. Yeah. It's very sad. Like, I feel like I want to cry. Yeah. Yeah. But he understood and it's okay. And I let her go. Okay. She needed to go. Okay. I mean, he said, no, that's the third time I said she had to go. Yeah. And he understands that, but it was a heart. He, he got it and okay. he's okay. And he's got, he's got, uh, he takes it seriously. I've got all these other people I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lily? Okay. So he's like, Lily girl, do you call her Lily girl? He says, Lily girl, 
he looks at like her as like a puppy who needs to grow up. He's, he looks at it in a different way. Like, well, she had to go. He's much more matter of fact about that. You know, she comes back, but he's got to see her. Does he, does he miss her? Sure. Because he goes, well, I love her and we're complete when she's here. Yes. But we're also complete in a different way because it's like a puppy that goes off into a new family children. It's like, he understands that puppies don't stay with their moms. And so he's very just matter of fact about that. It's not a sadness. Like when Louise had to go, it's, it's very different because Lily didn't go in that way. Right. And she'll be back. Yes. Griff, what else? Since you had control of this, what, what else do anything we need to know? Anything about your food? Do you want to tell me anything? Oh gosh, Sarah. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, Sarah. Okay. Oh, so he, he loves his time when you're in your, your office. That's a special place, which is interesting because often a dog likes the bathroom time in the morning when uh, the women are getting ready and shower time and all that he likes in your office with you. And when you're in that space, it, that brings, oh, that brings him happiness to see you happy because of your creative process. And because you have, he, he just loves it when you're being creative huh. and the, because dogs see energy, he loves seeing that side of you because it grounds you, you know, many people like going for walks with their dogs. You get grounded from, like he's saying, when you really, it's like you to have, different ideas and things you're doing. And then you get it done and they're like, oh, I'm done. I got it out. And he loves that, seeing that process with you. And, and because, oh, because he's watching you, he likes to see, it's like watching a flower bloom. He likes, here it is. And now it comes out and you're done. Even if it's, you're done for 20 minutes or, or you're, he says, sometimes you are like three days. It's like, you're not done. And then he loves seeing that process. And then we get up and go. And so he's very, he says, I'm a very patient waiter. <laughs> when you say, oh, see, this is where the, like Jim was saying, well, Sarah sometimes doesn't like a schedule or takes more time or whatever it is. He says, well, she needs more time. He's at your defense. It took longer than you thought, but you're done. It's like, cause you know how to savor a sniff and your work, <laughs> your work is the same thing. You're not, you're not a dog getting everything, all the information you need to get from a spot that they're sniffing, but your creative process like that and that you need to see things through to finish the sniff. Does that make sense? Griff, it's so nice to be understood. <laughs> yes. And so it's, you embrace it fully. And if it takes a little longer, he goes, I got to deal with the same thing too, because you don't want to be yanked away. <laughs> yanked away. So he says, he's like, keep up the good work. You're very lucky that you get to do what you do. And it's important work, just like dogs consider. It's very satisfying to a dog to go for a walk and sniff. People who walk their dogs every day know that. And like they let their dog take a sniff and the dog comes home and is relaxed. When you're allowed to do your creative work, you finished it for that day. You're like a dog who's been on a walk. <laughs> what is it about the sniffing that's creative that's so important to them? Oh, to Griff. To Griff is because to him, because so, you're you're right. So like I have a dog who's sniffing like that is not as important. I have three dogs and one of them, the sniffing is important, but he's showing me it's really important. And it goes back to his personality and his work that he sees assessing situations is really important. And that is why a sniff is the same thing. He's not a dog that his job is to sit at the window and bark every time somebody comes. He's like, I could do that. His thing is assessing situations. But, but so, Griff, I also uh, noticed that you really like to assess with your eyes. That when we go to the park, sometimes you just oh, yeah. sit for the longest time and looking, 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 looking. And I can't, I can't, you know, metaphorically or even figuratively pull you away. Okay, so that's what we stuck in on us in this particular spot. So that's what... On the, the very beginning, I wrote surveying the situation and that's the eyes part of it. Yeah. So, okay. So he says, we got on this whole sniff thing when we were explaining to Jim what he wanted Jim to know. So he used that to get the message to, to for Jim to understand that communicating with me or for anyone that 
when you want to figure out what your dog is saying or that it comes to going to the part like a dog is done a dog knows when it's done with a sniff and and allow yourself to have that feeling and you will understand okay. when you're trying to tune into a dog and you're listening you want to be like okay now i'm done uh-huh once you're receiving something now some people are still struggling struggling to figure out okay is this real how do i do this just keep trying until you feel like okay i'm done for now but his work is not just sniffing. It's also surveying any situation mm-hmm. with, and that's why when he's walking mm-hmm. through the park free, he can get caught up in it because he can see great distances, but crowds are harder because he can't see as well. Uh-huh. He's got these legs that block his view on where he's going sometimes, not always. I have two questions. Okay. One is sometimes we'll go for a walk mm-hmm. right? and he will demand to go, on that street rather than that street. Okay. Yeah, he'll just dig in. Be like, mm-hmm. no, I want to walk up Aberdeen Road instead of. Okay. Why would he care? Well, he has preferences. Better smells. He says it's it's also better smells, but sometimes it's how crowded it is. He like he... never. It's like these are just like. No, but night, sometimes, Griff, come street, on, let's be honest. Night, sometimes you want to go to the park. Sometimes you're saying, "Let me go run around," and sometimes that's just not available. So he admits again, once again, I know I'm stubborn. He definitely has preferences, the smells, but sometimes it is, it is, he's showing me this because I ask about, okay, the dark, but, and sometimes it's during the day. Sometimes he has his visual preferences and it has to do with what he's assessing. You know, like if a street is darker, it's, it's a mixture of things that, that he's like, no, I don't want to go there. He, cause he ha- wants to be able to see. So it could be like, it's not as busy to you, but there's more cars at his eye level. He's seen as he's assessing a street from his level and he oh. showed it to the people. So if there's more cars parked on the way, he's going to be like, don't want to go there. Cause he can't see it as well. Oh. Seeing is really important to him because he assesses okay. where he's going. So okay. we, we talk about if something doesn't make sense, think about it in a different way. And you might see, oh, you're right. It's not as crowded we are, but it's got all the cars are parked on that side right. of the road today. But over there, it's not. Or the garbage is out today. He's got his reasons. Okay. But he, he says, I always have a reason. And it has to do with my preferences on that. He's, he's like, he took over the conversation right away. Yeah. He is adamant that there's a reason and you will see it from my perspective and are we pretty good li- at, at listening to those demands buddy yeah. he, yes he he's, he's he agrees that you are and he knows that he's demanding and he pushes limits he goes sometimes he goes i i know that sometimes you make choices that are better for me than what i might want and he he says we, we could do better is he doesn't want to be he says we could do better on the, he's, I could do better too on which way we're going because he doesn't want to make that a, okay, I'm trying to get, understand. He's, he's showing me he, he, a negotiation. Mm. <clears throat> he wants to spend more time enjoying the walks, pleasurable for everyone than the moments when we're negotiating which way we're going or what we're doing. Because sometimes he get oh, it's that thing like the leaf getting caught up. Mm-hmm. that he lo- he loses he's saying i lose myself and i can get caught up so yes you you listen to him oh he says he's nice he says that sometimes he's not listening to you oh sweet so yeah he says he's like he could do better so that you're walking simpatico kind of together you do pull a lot yeah so he's he, he doesn't want to do that it doesn't feel good it feels tight here of course it doesn't he doesn't feel good he doesn't, I'm rubbing my neck. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't like that. So that's what you could do better on is not letting him do that. Well, and we try. He, well, he knows okay. he, but he's saying he's part of the problem. So about the losing control sometimes. So it's not uncommon when we're walking in the park and he's off his leash that he'll chase a squirrel and the squirrel will run up in the tree and he'll start barking at it. And that barking, he'll be like barking up at the tree for... Endless, sometimes 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it goes on that long. It's uh, the other day in the park, it was 15 minutes. <laughs> you timed it. I timed it. <laughs> so and I don't mind. Is that just fun? I don't mind because I got nowhere else to, to be, but it's just like, what is that about? 
Does he just lose himself in the barking? He, 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 yes, he does. He, he does lose himself in the barking. And then you're, he says, you can tell me I've seen the squirrel. And, you know, because what he's saying is that in a way that if he's like, oh, okay, you saw the squirrel, the the squirrel's not coming down. Okay, we can keep going. And so, yes. I agree if I don't think that's true. (laughs) I think you're telling a story to Liz to make yourself look better. That he's not going to give up? Because I've never had that happen. Okay. So I'm going back to this image. tales, young man. (laughs) He's barking. Well, he says, you let him, you let him do it. So he's going to keep doing it. Part of it is he likes it, but he says, you let me do it. But I try and make you stop. It. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Griffin, Griffin, what are you going to say about he tries to make you stop? Okay. So that's, he did say that, that I need help. So we don't have this negotiation. I used that word before he said that, that it is like a negotiation. We could do better. He's, yes. he said that, but that's your power struggle that he did say. That he that it's like a negotiation on a walk, and we could do better to make the walks more pleasurable, where you don't have to feel like you might have to yank them because suddenly you do have to go. And he says it is a disturbance to some people and the squirrel. And the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel. <laughs> the squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. But by the time he's done barking, there's no squirrel anywhere. Well, he said actually the squirrel baits me, and the squirrel does enjoy it because it's a game in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. So absolutely. Okay, so the squirrel's like he's. Yes, the squirrel is having a game with that. So that's a power struggle with the squirrel that they're doing. But then he's caught up and that's where that negotiation, and I'm feeling this tightness. I think sometimes he is like, come on, we have, he's pulled away. And he doesn't no, like- No, he's never on the lead. Never on the lead he feels pulled away. So he needs to do better. Okay, so Griff, if you're going to give this up, what do they? what can they do? To get you to stop. Well, he's like, you don't want, you don't, he doesn't believe sometimes that you really want him to stop because, and you said you let him stop. You let I mean, him go. Well, yeah. I'll just, I mean, yeah. it's to a point now where I just go over and sit on a bench and. Yes. So he said, so now he's like, so what's the problem? Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's very much in control. But let me, okay. Change the topic. Okay. And this is neither you here nor there. to chase things, but, right? The, the, there's a there's a, a bird song. The okay. birds in the park. They clearly, to me, particular bird. They drive him crazy, and he's like, and is it is my impression correct that they drive him crazy? He barks at them. And, right. It's a different with the squirrels. It's a game with these birds. It's like annoyance. So I wrote down and circled in a box power struggle with the birds. So the birds are up there. They can see something from a different perspective. His whole thing is that they're up there, whereas he's more engaged with the squirrels. It's, it's like a cat and mouse or cat and a dog who he's not on the same equal level with the birds as he is with the squirrels. Uh, And why is it that particular bird? It enrages him. Oh, it does. It's a different, it enrages him because he can't, it's like, but not all birds. No, it's no, this one particular bird. No, yeah. Uh, a type of great- a parakeet. We have wild parakeets in London, oh. and they drive him crazy. The he resents pigeons, them. Okay. Nothing. The crows from time to time, he likes to chase them because they bait him as well. Mm-hmm. But the parakeets, it's a whole different energy. <laughs> There's something about a power struggle with them that he can leave like the pigeons alone. If there's a power, there's a different dynamic. And it's interesting. So I'm trying to figure this out. I guess because they never do come down. I was going to say, well, they're higher up too. Yeah. They're higher up. So he can't, he knows he can't get there. Oh, because the squirrels come down. It's a different, it, he, he knows that they're a different like energy. He knows they're a different light. His, the word I'm getting is like parakeets are different life forms. So they don't, he doesn't understand them away. He can understand, he can relate to a squirrel differently than with a bird, but okay. But how are they different from say the pigeons? Griff, come on, help me out. He's okay. He's like, you'll get it. The parakeets, why do, do these birds in their song bug you? It's a power struggle. Mm. Oh, because they, Ex, ex, they expose his, his limitations. Oh. They expose his limitations of what he truly can't do. Okay. Mm. Wow, that's sort of serious. Mm. They, oh, that's it. So how is that different from a pigeon? Well, the pigeons walk around, the parakeets don't. The parakeets are totally different yeah. than him. Mm-hmm. And he, he can't relate to them. They don't have much in common. 
and that bugs him in some way, which, okay, but Griffin, you're okay. Okay. So I, he's trying to be everything, I guess, in the situation they can see from a different level Mm -hmm. and it's about accepting differences and Mm -hmm. he wants to be like them. And this would be interesting to do. Like, this is another thing that people can do is energy EFT tapping. Mm -hmm. And he went to make peace with the situation and people do it for, Oh, he's wagging. He's he's like stretching. stretching. It is totally, it's an energy release Mm -hmm. and people who might have a trauma in their life that they're trying to work through. Rick Ortner is on YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. talks about tapping. Mm -hmm. So Griffin, one of his, opportunities for growth is that he has an issue and that he wants to be able to assess all situations. And those parakeets are further up. They can talk about things that he can't, he can't go up there like that. Uh He can relate to a squirrel who comes on the ground. He can't relate to a parakeet. Uh And so that's frustrating for him. And it's like, he has to accept who he is. And I'm being very serious about, you know, tapping is a whole process that people do to release a trauma, a frustration to make peace with, oh, I wish this had happened in my life, but I made this choice and I regret it. It it's, helps with a bunch of different kinds of emotional things that we hold mm-hmm. and animals do too. And that is something that would help him mm-hmm. make peace with that he's not a parakeet, that he and the parakeets are different. So what is the tapping? That he likes context? to fly, but he can't fly that high. So in his context, I mean, I can show you later. It's it's just these spots that you tap through. I'm, uh, I wish I was a parakeet. The parakeets drive me crazy. They can go up to the top of the leaves. They get to sing a song. I can't sing like that. Mm-hmm. They see the world in a way I can't do. I wish I could take care of everyone from what I see but I can't see the whole world like them. I wish I could see the whole world. You go through, but I'm doing a good job. I'm such a good dog. I keep my family safe. I can protect our backyard. I do this. So you go through and all of a sudden at the end of it, when a session is done, it's like, it's okay. The birds are doing their job. I'm doing mine. I'm a good dog. Let's keep walking. And then it's like, we also kind of find it funny. So maybe. Well, so, so then he keeps trying rather than making peace. I mean, people uh-huh. do that with themselves. Oh, I'm not a good singer. Oh, and they perpetuate their things, but then it's like a callus uh-huh. and then it's hard to walk because it grows too big or, uh-huh. and so it's good to maybe with him embrace it. If I think for me, it's like he loves to run. He does love to run. And they give him an excuse to run very far and very fast because they're flying and he's trying to get them. Yes. And so it is a game until the point when it gets too far and people have like, then he's frantic. Mm. And so, yes, a a game can be fun with anybody, dog or animal, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. two dogs playing can sometimes turn the corner and it's a dog fight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the birds can be a trigger, but that's why. So you asked your question, why does he bark differently with them? Yeah. And they represent something, a part of him that he can't do in terms of his work. And it's, it can become a sore spot for him. Could we ask him about his life before us? Sure. His lives before us, because we know there was the shelter and then we don't know what yeah, that was like. Us. And we, <laughs> we, when, when we, when he found us, when we found him, um, He was about a year and a half in virtue of his teeth. And he'd been in the shelter for five months. And before that, we just don't know. There are a lot of theories. Mm -hmm. There were two theories. Okay, Um, so don't tell me any of the theories. No, Uh, I won't. Okay, so from the beginning, in the beginning, we said he was like, I don't have a trauma. There's something there. But both he and I understand because it comes up. People are curious. He really doesn't have, I don't get a sense of a blockage or I've had a darkness. I've had animals tell me very clearly that in one of my episodes, a dog was saying that I was very, very sick. He uses the word adventure. The The months in the shelter were more confining than in the South of France. Mm-hmm. He was sheltered there in a different way than in France. He he was smaller, physically smaller in the South of France. How do you say it? Pow? Po? Po. In Po. In Po, he was smaller, but he liked it. He liked the air there. Mm-hmm. He liked that a lot. It was, but he wasn't connected there. 
he didn't have a connection like he does with you, which he prefers. He really likes that. And it was, there were people who, it was, I feel like space between people. I think he does like the nuzzling that reminds him of puppies together. But I think I get the sense of in images of, of space between connection with people. Mm-hmm. And then it's like there were, he, it was a nice situation that brought him. The people were nice and the food was better. There was, there was, it was more regular, but it wasn't as much as he gets here. Mm. So he likes his meals. I think he, again, tells me that he's, that's what he's not treat oriented because he likes a meal. He finds a meal. He, he, he savors a meal. He, yeah. Did you eat that great? He did. You did. So, and he, he likes that you talk to him, which in the, in the shelter situation where you said he was for five months, they're, they're too busy. So again, it was, it was, that he didn't get that, but it was because they were too busy to talk to him in the way that we do. Right. Now you're looking straight at me. So they were too busy, he, but he says they meant well, Oh, look at the tail wake. He, he didn't have a bad shelter experience. He's saying, I mean, he, he, and what he's showing me, I mean, people were bit. Bu- they were busy. They meant well. They took care of me. And it what he said, it wasn't the lap of luxury. He wasn't going out to parks like he was now, but it's like he was biding his time. Mm. He was waiting. I was waiting. Oh, and he, and he liked meeting the different people mm-hmm. that would come look at dogs, mm. but he, it wasn't the connection. So he's, he's, do you remember the first day we met? Did you guys go to the show? Salon de Refuge at, mm-hmm. at uh, Porte de Versailles. Okay. Do you remember when we met? I remember and very well. were intent on getting the dog. So he I says he conveniently out of town. He said he 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 perked up. He perked up when he saw you because you talked to him right away. And his he says my oh look he's smiling. His will you take a picture of them? His ears perked up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him perking up? Yeah. And his ears perked up. And he's like oh she gets it. And he's like she's the one. Oh he's posing. That's nice. Can you perk your ears? Like, oh, he did. He perked his ears. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Did you see? Him? He he said that. So it was like that when you met. He's love at first sight. Well, he totally when when he's focused, the ears. He sat up and he perked his ears up, and you had a moment of recognition. And he says it in French. He perked his ears up, and you knew then. Yeah. And he sat right up. He recognized it. There was a, a recognition. He wants to say it. In, how do you say it in French? A, um, like a recognition. Yes. He's yes. He, he, so he says that in French. When you saw each other, he perked up and he, he perked up and he, he got up. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. Exactly yeah. I can feel that. Yeah. So he, I, was, he would be, he was buried in his bedding. Where, you yeah. Know, you were trying to hide. And he heard your voice. It started with your voice. Uh-uh. And then he got up. That's right. And he followed you, he's like, when we were out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and you had to talk to someone. He had to wait, but he knew. We had to wait. We had to wait for Lily, right? Because it had to be Lily's strong. Yeah, and then, yeah, and Lily was fine. But he said, you two have a, a strong bond, and he knew, and he perked up. And it's, it's like what I was waiting for. So it's his past is, he says for you to know, you don't have to worry about anything well, that happened. I, I'm, I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know that we don't have to worry about it. But did you have babies and little kids in your past? Because you love little kids. Okay. So he's, he's it's like, what do, well, he's like, what do you want me to say? So she wants to know about your past. So I, I see the basket, like the chewing. That's why he likes those soft toys. So uh-huh. may, he was with puppies in Ho. Mm-hmm. And, but not a family. I mean like his family or a family that he lived with? Yeah, people family. A people family? Because he just loves kids. And we've no, always he, wondered if he had a family, if he was in a family of kids. I, I see it. I think there were kids around. Okay. I think he was exposed to children, right. but I don't think he was in a family. I, I mean, he may have been like on the street, had freedom on the streets or something. Uh-huh. He was in a community uh-huh. that... He wasn't around people. He wasn't fed regularly. Okay. He was, but he was cared for. Were you, were you in a farming house? Well, there was space. I mean, I see fields, but I was thinking more generally that it's very specifically. Were they trying to train you to hunt? No, he says he didn't get that focused attention. There okay. was no focused attention to do that. How did you, he, did he, you get lost or did you get abandoned? 
So I just see him with these puppies. So it it could have been a, he was with a litter that they couldn't, it was, it was more innocence. Dogs get pregnant and have puppies. And it Uh was, it was something more like that benign that there, and he was in this environment and he he was in a, like, uh, he was at some time, he was in a basket, like with puppies, but was it, it wasn't traumatic to him. It was just sort of, it's like, he's very, like he took control of the company. He's very self-assured in a lot of ways. He saw, he met you. They took good care of him. Whoever it was, was nice. And he was like biting. He was going to da, 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 da. And then he heard you and met you. And it's like, he knew. Okay. And it was just yeah. sort of simple like that. Okay. Good. No trauma. So he is, I feel like we're done uh-huh. unless you have any burning questions. Or we can, you can you always follow question? up with me. Do you have a burning, do, do you guys figure out what kind of breed, breed he is? Do you know what kind of breed oh, you are? So he's not going to tell me that he, what I'm getting is there is, so he's got something that is like rare or he wants to say like precious in French. Like this, there he's like part some other breed that's particular. And I don't know who the other is. He, he's, oh, he's like lineage. He's got something. He says, you know, you could do a DNA test. <laughs> but he, he's sort of done. But he, he's like, but he's showing me an image of like this beautiful dog, like this line of dogs that's sort of rare, that might be from a certain location that he's, he's got that in him. That's yeah. all he's saying. That's right. Oh, do you know that? No, we don't. We guess oh. he is. Is there some it's name? It's very localized breed. That's in, he, he, he says one of them in is the like Pyrenees. purebred. Of, oh, Pyrenees. Oh, I suppose said P. Pyrenean Shepherd. Oh, but he could also be a Portuguese Shepherd. Yeah. Oh, I think he, I think he's a mix. One of them is, I think the Pyrenees is like this purebred that begins with the yeah, P, like, like precious Pyrenees. Pyrenees. And he looks like a Pyrenees sheepdog. There's dogs. I don't keep my eyes out. Well, we've always thought, right? Yeah. When, when we, we didn't know what he was. And then we saw him in, in Paris. We saw a dog who looked just like him. And we asked the, the guy yeah. who was walking, what is that? <laughs> and he said, a Berger de Pyrenees, a Pyrenean shepherd. And then just a couple of weeks ago, or last week even, somebody sent us, how did that come to our attention? Anna Bob. Anna Bob, right. Anna Bob saw a dog, <clears throat> in, they were in Nîmes, in, yeah. in, uh, in southern France, and they saw Total a dog look-alike. also that just looked just like him, and it was a Portuguese shepherd. But I looked them up, and they're the same DNA. They're, they, they look, they're good. They all, um, the lineage dates to the Berger de Brie, which mm-hmm. is a Belgian, looks just like him, but bigger. And was so um, he's going no 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 when you said the Belgian no and the the Berger de Brie was Lucas's inspiration for um, Chewbacca well, that's what I was oh that's yeah Chewbacca. I've been thinking but they're like, taller and they they took them to the Iberian Peninsula and they didn't do well because the temperature was wrong so they mixed them with some other things and came up and created the, these these three different strains the Pyrenean the cat Catalan and the but Portuguese he looks shepherd. Like one of those working sheepdogs yeah. that I run into all the time. I'll tell you a story now. Okay. Because he loves we to in, herd things. We were in uh, a park here and we didn't realize okay. there were deer. Deer. And not just deer, but like the like big like like bucks, like just big guys. And he was and we didn't realize they were in the particular part of the park. Anyway, long story short, he got to work. Oh, so that's like getting swept up. He started a, yeah. he started a freaking stampede <gasps> of deer in a public started park. Hurting started hurting started them. Started hurting and them. And running with people. And, and the people were like, ah. And I was like, I just we were put, shrieking my, and I put my body flush to a tree because I didn't want to get crushed by a, a stampede yeah. deer. Oh anyway, this was going, it felt like forever. It was probably about five minutes. Ten minutes. Whatever. He got them all he into He got them corner. all into a corner. And then he was like, oh, done. Stopped and just trotted back to us like it was like. Just <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, that's funny. That goes with his wanting to assess things and all. I So wow. so <laughs> I feel like with that information that, you know, like I, I said, like something precious, one line. He may have been like a 
it, the father a purebred or the mother and he, they, whether it was someone may have been breeding or something and the dog got pregnant with another one that wasn't purebred. And so they got rid of the litter. It, it may have been something like that because he's mostly this, this other one. He showed me one line is this. And there's, there's like another one. So you're not purebred? Well, he might not be, but, but the lineage, the one is very, is like very strong, fresh, you know, it, and so. I think you're. Yes. Yes, I do. But I think that's funny about Pyrenees. I think when I was wrote Precious, it meant Pyrenees, that he's got that. I, it'd be interesting to do the DNA to see if it's but the, purebred, the, but I think there's the a mix. They're bigger. Those are the great Pyrenees. He's their sidekick. He's the sidekick. He does the work. These guys do the work. They run around behind, mm-hmm. and the, the big white one just lumbers along in front. But he works, man. When we were yes, in, he's that's his whole mission. When we were in uh, in uh, we rented a summer house that was next to a sheep farm. Mm-hmm. God forbid, <laughs> let him off the lead. We're on. Oh, besides, yeah. come up and see he, uh, see Liz on camera so that the oh, that'd be good. So we get a picture. Come here. Right Let's look in the camera. Let's look in the camera. <laughs> and then we're gonna look at Sally. We have a great. We're not gonna show. And the he doesn't like grapes, well, but most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin dog. Did you get okay, it? Okay. okay, perfect. Okay, we're done. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs. Talking with the dogs.